Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you now. There we go. Took a second. What's going on, man? Nothing much. What's going on with you? Nothing. Just, you know, living the uh, the apartment life. There you go. You know, we're going to, before we get started here, we're going to test a theory of mine. And it seems like, it seems like every time we do this, and I'm watching the White Sox game concurrently, they lose. And so we're going to see if that's reality today. Wow. That's, that's rough then. Because I wouldn't want to do, I, I wouldn't want to do the podcast if my team was losing. I, neither would I, but. We're playing the Royals. We got Giolito on the hill. All signs point to a – we got, like, maybe our best hitter back in the lineup, finally, after he missed the entire first half of the season. Yesterday was – or two days ago was his first game back. So, all signs point to we should be able to win this one. What's the score right now? No score. Oh, all right. Well – It just started. We're going to the top of the – Top of the third, top of the fourth. I don't even know. All right. So, well, hopefully this podcast isn't bad luck. <laughs> I would hope not. I will keep you updated on the game as we go. All right. There, I, I'm, I'm losing muscle, man. So I'm starting to freak out. Ooh. What was that? Nick, I can barely hear you. You went in and out. Hello? I can barely hear you. Is this better? No. I don't know what the hell's going on. Right there. I didn't do anything. Wait, now it sounds like muffled again. I'm literally not doing anything other than just talking. All right, right there. Whatever you're doing right there, keep it like there. Nothing different. Huh? I'm not doing anything different. You are? No. Maybe so. Huh? I think it's my headphones. I think it might be two, honestly. Yeah. I have other ones. I need to switch them up. You said something about you're losing muscle mass. I am. And I'm freaking out. Like, because you, is it because you haven't been going to the gym? It, well, yeah. For, so, like, when I moved out, like, I went through, like, I didn't, like, so I was, went to Chicago, came back home, moved, like, in, and then was just all over the place. So, like, I missed, I missed like, a couple days, like, each week. And then, like, I, I, like, I flexed today. And, like, what the fuck? Where did my, like, muscles go? So, now I'm freaking out because, like, next week is California. And then when I come back to California, I have a couple day, a couple weeks. But then football begins. So, like, I'm missing, like, Saturdays and Sundays most weekends. Like, I'm going to have to wake up dumb early or, like, work out dumb late in order to, like, make sure I get back to my kind of good physique. At, like, zero muscle mass, if that makes you feel any better. It doesn't, because, like, I, I worked really hard and got into some, like, decent shape. And, like, you're all cardio. I was, like, lifting a shit ton before. You have a gym? That you found in Philly? 
Yeah, I, like I'm getting like this week was like my first week of like my true routine. But like, like, but also living in an apartment, like I'm drinking a lot. So like on like set like that's another thing on like Fridays and Saturday, like Fridays I've been going to the gym, but like Saturdays I've woken up, I've woken up like just like either like hungover as shit or just like just started drinking right away. Like like wake up because I wake up at like. 11, 12 in the morning, and then people are like, all right, what are we doing? I was like, all right, I'll meet you at a bar, or I'll meet you, like, walking around that downtown. So, like, I skipped the gym. So, like, I got to be on my A game for – I mean, it sucks, though, because, like, in San, when I go to San Diego, that's basically, like, a week off because I'm not going to, like, ditch Derek to, you know, go to the gym or, like, you know, I'll, I'll be at a wedding, too. Like, I'm going to miss some serious days. You're gonna have to. Uh, I, that, it just comes down to discipline. Don't uh, don't go out on the weekends if you want to go to the gym. You can't have them all. What was the thing in college? You can't have. Oh, never mind. It's like the same thing. You can't have a social life, a successful work career, and also be in shape. You pick two of the three. Yeah, I think sleep was involved with there too. Like good academics in college. It, sleep. It, yeah, that's what was the three in college: sleep, grades, and fun. Well, I didn't have sleep, and I had okay grades. And you overcompensated with fun. <laughs> yeah, I did. So well, I, 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 I've had all. I think I had all three. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think I did a good job of balancing all three. You did. You did. I think you did. Yeah, and I believe Will did too. For the most, well, I, mean, I don't know about Will's sleeping habits though. Um, yeah, he was a good sleeper. I feel like you, I feel like the five hundred seven crew did a good job with all three. I'd say three of the four. Who who's the who's the fourth one out? Who do you think, Kyle? So, yeah. Oh, Kyle didn't sleep. Grades weren't all that great, and he didn't necessarily have more fun than anybody else. So I don't know what what his fourth option was that was consuming everything else. Uh, 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 maybe ordering out. <laughs> Could be. Could be gaming. He gamed a lot. If that counts as fun. Could be. I get to see. I get to see Derek Charlie next week in, in less than a yeah. week, six days, and I'm really h- h- hyped about that. They're coming to San Diego. Yeah. Damn. There you go. So, so I'm hyped. But um. So I have to go on a huge rant. Is this the thing you told me about yesterday? Yes. And there's, right. there's actually two rants that, or two things I want to discuss. This next topic, which I'm going to get to in a second. But the next topic, I don't know if we'll get to it this, this episode or whatever. But the other topic I want to hit, I'll tell you this right now, is the vaccines and the virus with professional sports teams. Right. And I want to touch base on that because – the Phillies game got canceled tonight because of the Nationals. COVID? COVID, yes. Interesting. So I, I, I need to touch base on that. All okay, right. We need to talk about that. But the topic that I want to go on a rant with right now, and I'm going to forewarn you, I, I need to just talk for like, That's I don't know fine. how long. And the floor is yours. The floor – I will give you all the time to crucify me because I, I think you're going to. And I'm, I'm going to probably piss you off and piss off a lot of people 
Well, I don't know. The, the, the three people that listen to this podcast, I'm probably going to piss off. Oh, God. However, and there's, I, I, I found out more information that made me calm down a little <clears throat> bit about this within the last, like, two hours. What All I right, well, I'm, about, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, get started here. I, what I want to talk about is Simone Biles and her dropping oh, out of the, of, of the, uh, the Olympics or the, you know, the last group stage of uh, gymnastics. Okay. I found out. And so yesterday, or what, when was it? Like a day or two ago? Um, I found out she dropped out and it wasn't, it, it came out. I saw on Twitter, she's like dropping out because of an injury. And I found it was an injury, and I found it was because of mental illness or a mental health, you know, evaluation. So then I was thinking about it. I was, like, uh, going halfway. But then I really just dove into it. I was, like, I just completely lost my mind over it. But an hour or two ago, I found out there's a couple articles on, like, CNN and um, the New York Post and a couple other things that she's dealing with. I guess something that happens with gym, gym, gymnasts is they have something called, like, the twisties or whatever where it's almost like vertigo, where when you're doing, like, a stunt or whatever, your body is so used to twisting or, or the – I don't know how, what it is, but, like, it's saying that your, your body – you can't control your body. It just does what it does, right? So with taking that into consideration, I calmed down a, a little bit because, you know, that's some serious shit. But here's what I want to talk about, okay? In a broad, general terms of things, Okay? Because I will back off my uh, Simone Biles. Um, I was going to be like, just not trash her, but trash what happened. Because I think in the general terms of things, mental health, as it should be, is a big deal. It's becoming a like, bigger deal. But people are using it as like a taboo and get out of jail free card. I think that it's taking I, – I, it's probably the wrong word. But it's taken over seriously with so many people that people use it to get out of like situations they don't deal with or things they don't want to go through with or anything of nature. Because if you say, oh, like I need a mental health break or I need, you know, I'm taking off because I need um, just a break from everything. People are like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like as soon as anything is said about mental health, your anxiety, depression, whatever it might be, people are like, yep, go right ahead. And I think people are overusing it in today's society because it's becoming such a big focus thing. And I think it's a lot of shit. This does not attach to Simone Biles right now because she has the twisties or the vertigo. But if it was a case of an athlete, in this case, it brought up because of Simone Biles, leaving a game or competition or anything of that nature because of anxiety or stress related due to like their performance or the game or whatever it is, that is, I don't understand that. I would understand that for like a, like person that is like, like a, like eighth grade, like going for their first like true baseball game or like first dance recital or anything or first like gym Gymnast, uh, like, competition or anything like that. I understand that. But for an athlete, a professional athlete, and even collegiate athlete, to go and say that they have anxiety or they're stressed or whatever the case may be on a national stage like that is bizarro to me. 
for a couple reasons. One, again, this would have been the case for Simone Biles, but it's not now because of the new information. But she's been doing this for all of her life. And she could she did it four five years ago in Rio. Okay? And it wasn't a problem then. And it wasn't a problem early this week when she competed in gymnastics like other events. So it should never have been a problem. Again, this is all irrelevant now because it came out to be something different. But, for example, if Tom Brady or Michael Jordan, LeBron James, like, in, like, game six or seven of the finals was like, hey, guys, like, I'm just, like, worn out. Like, I'm getting too stressed over this. Like, I got to stop playing. What the fuck is that shit, dude? Okay? Like, that, that, like, that, it, it can't happen like that. And that's where I think a lot of, like, athletes nowadays are, and people in general are using the, uh, I'm burned out or I'm anxious or whatever because of it. Okay? Secondly, because they've been doing that the whole lot. And secondly, or I'm going through a lot of points here, like, you know, like, you're training to be on the biggest stage. Like, you're training to be a professional athlete or Olympic athlete or whatever athlete you are. You know that going f- through with all this shit. So, if you don't want to put in, like, the spotlight or those high-pressure situations, don't do it. Step back. Don't be, the, you know, QB of the Dallas Cowboys. Don't be the starting point guard for the Lakers. You know, don't be that main person. You can step back. But you have to know and understand that as an athlete or as a, you know, even a fucking actor, you're going to be put into the spotlight and there's going to be pressures about that. It's just a simple fact. And if you can't take that, that's completely fine. But you have no choice but to not go through with playing that sport or being like the number one actress or actor out there. It's that simple. And again, people are bringing this shit up, talking about like Simone Biles earlier about how like people who can't do a cartwheel me raise my hand I can't do a cartwheel or people that can't do a backwards flip or whatever twisty whatever 9,000 that they do that you know if you can't do something you shouldn't be able to like criticize those people dude that obviously okay there's only a probably like 10 girls tops just from one country that gets to go and do Olympics. No shit we can't do that. But the difference is, they are professional. They've dedicated their lives and then dedicated their time and energy to that. They have the choice to step out of the spotlight and say, hey, I don't want to go through you know, uh, training 365 days a year for five years in order to get to this Olympic spot and have that spotlight. No shit we can't do that. We... But that's the greatest thing about sports. We appreciate sports because we get to watch people do things that we can't do. That normal, ordinary people like myself and 97% of the world out there can't do. And we enjoy watching that shit. But we can criticize the people that can do that shit and then do it. But then say, oh, wait, hold on. I need a break or I'm, I, I can't go through this competition or like, it's so bizarre to me. Like, even a tennis player that backed out of a competition, um, that it was Wimbledon, uh, fucking Naomi, uh, fucking Osaka or whatever the fuck her name is. She backed up, a, a, like, Wimbledon or whatever, 
but then she's on the cover of like Sports Illustrated and all this shit. Like, you can't have both, dude. Like, if you're going to be a professional athlete, be a professional athlete. And on top of that, what are coaches, GMs, and fucking owners supposed to do going forward with all this mental health, like, craziness? Are they supposed to, like, be like, oh, shit, like, final roster spots, like, is this person going to come through for us? Like, in high-pressure moments. Like, like I, isn't that, like, a, like, interview question you get asked in re- regular interviews? Like, I've gone to, like, interviews for jobs, and they ask me, how do you perform under pressure? Dude, I love pressure. Honestly, I love pressure. I like chaos. I think everyone knows it about me. So, yes, bring it on. Some people, that does not work for them. And that is, you know, depending on the job. Like, if you're a nurse, a cop, a firefighter, stuff that, like, you're in stressful positions. Like, you got shit going on in the military. If you're in those positions and you can't handle that, you're probably not, you know, set out for that job. It's that simple. Like, if you're in stressful jobs and situations like that, where shit, like, people's lives are on the lines, I need someone to be calm, cool, and collective and get shit done than someone that panics in those situations. Okay? Because that's, you know, honestly, like, if you're a cop, firefighter, military, anything like that, if you get too stressed and you have to, like, curl up in a ball under that situation, which is totally fine, but you should not be in that position. So, my question is, when GMs are, you know, drafting players or, like, when coaches are, um, you know, making their final rosters, are they're going to have to be like, oh, shit, is, like, am I going to have to worry about this kid this player, you know, backing out of a game seven or a game or a whole series or anything like that because the pressure got to them. Look at look the Sixers. They drafted a kid, Markel Fultz, you know, the first overall pick a couple years ago. What happened? No one really knows. It could be an injury. It could be the fact that, you know, this kid just went under pressure because there is talk about that, that he lost the confidence and all that. Is that, it, like... You wasted a first-round overall draft pick, and we traded up to get him. But then you get him, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, this kid can't handle the, the, the um, high profile that comes with being an NBA player and, and number one overall draft pick. Like, that puts everyone in tight spot. And on top of that, what if you're the player? You've seen Miracle, right? Yes. Okay, what if you're Ralph Cox? Ralph Cox was the guy with the handlebar mustache that was the last person to get cut for the 1980 Miracle Team, okay? Last person. It broke his heart, okay? And you, so you're the last person to get cut, and then you see, again, this could have been an example for Simone Biles if, this, if I, the, the information came out two hours ago. But what if someone is at home, worked their ass off, for five years, okay, they're the last person to get cut for a team or for the Olympics or fucking NBA, whatever the case might be. They're the last person to get cut. You work your ass off, but we have better players, okay? They're sitting at home watching this shit. They're watching this. And then all of a sudden you see on the news that the one per- that one of your person, uh, one of the people on the team backed out and can't compete. I would be fucking livid. Absolutely livid that I was my ass off. I wanted to be in that spotlight, wanted to be in the pressure, and then all of a sudden someone quits or says they have too much anxiety or depression or there's too much pressure on them, and they bail out. 
I would be living. I would fly across the world and show up in whatever city they're in, whether it be Tokyo, Beijing, Rome. I don't care. Timbuktu. Don't give a shit. I would fly there, steal their uniform, throw it on, and go out on the field. That's how livid I'd be. That that I won this, and then all of a sudden you got the spot, and then back out of the last second. Okay, so it puts everyone in a t- tough spot. And I, again, I say this right now, and I'm firm believe in it. Mental health is a big important thing. We all go through shit, but people are taking it way too far now. If you say mental health, every red flag is thrown up in the air and says, hey, you cannot talk bad about this person because they're going through some shit. Yes, there's some serious depression and anxiety out there. Absolutely. No question about it. I think we all know, like, my personal struggles with it. However, there are some people that will get stressed and curl up in a ball over, like, they won't even curl up a ball. They'll just say, hey, I have anxiety over this. Uh, I can't come in or do a job. And then, like, they'll go out and do whatever they want. And it is so taboo nowadays, and it sucks. For the people that actually go through serious shit, for people to take advantage of that, when they're not really going through actual shit, is a fucking load of crap. And it's bullshit. And it's just going to continue on because you can't go back to this. You cannot backpedal on this topic because it's so important. But because it's so important is that it is so, like, bubbleized. People put a protection around anyone that says they have anxiety or depression or anything like that. And some people have serious shit. So some people go to therapists and talk about the shit. Some people have to go see mental hospitals or doctors get medicine because their brains are so fucked up. However, I think it's getting overblown today and people are taking way too much advantage of it. And again, I will give you the floor of this, but I'm going to again say this. If Simone Biles, if I did not read the articles that said she had twisties or whatever they call it because of the vertigo or whatever you have, and any athlete backs out of a competition when they're team is depending on them or if they've done it before over anxiety there's something wrong there so i will let you demolish me right now but that's how i feel about this shit wow i should have been taking notes i didn't realize that was going to be 10 minutes um where do you even start I guess I'll start by saying you are correct in your assumption that I disagree with pretty much everything you've said. And I was getting fairly angry at some points you were making because I thought they were very off base. But what I will start with by saying is that I think at a broad level, right, generally speaking, your definition of mental health issues are different than what is now coming out as a Simone Biles situation or a uh, the tennis player situation. I think it's very different. And I think what's important is that now more than ever, mental health issues are becoming more acceptable to be talked about and to be expressed and to be used as a valid reason for, in Simone Biles' case, leaving the Olympics or not, not competing, because, I mean, you, you should know this as well as anybody. I mean, 
to your point about, you know, people can use it as an excuse for anything these days. I don't think that's necessarily the truth. I think people who use it as an excuse these days are doing so, and it's very valid that they are, but in the past when mental health issues weren't socially acceptable, so to speak, people were just hiding behind them. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say this with any level of certainty, but I would imagine that if you go back to the, you know, championships of any sport in the past where, you know, a star player has underperformed or has done this or that. And at the time it was chalked up to, well, they're just off their game, had a bad day. I guarantee you that at least some of those instances, it was, you know, an anxiety or a, or a, you know, a stress can handle the situation type thing. But just at the time, those things were taboo to talk about. And so it was never brought up or the person never expressed it. But it's only now that people are allowed to use that as, you know, hey, I'm stepping away for this reason, right? It should be treated no different than, a, oh, I broke my leg. I can't compete. Oh, my anxiety is really getting the best of me. I can't compete. They should be treated more or less the same, right? Because I don't think anybody – do you think Do you think that Simone Biles, arguably the greatest gymnast of all time, right? Certainly the greatest gym, gymnast alive right now. Do you think that she worked her ass off? Day after day, hour after hour for years, right? Before the 2016 Olympics, during the 2016 Olympics, right? I think she was in the 2016. At the very least, up until, yeah, leading up to the 2020 Olympics, she worked her ass off. Blood, sweat, and tears every day, right? As hard as she possibly could. And this goes to your point about the next man up thing, where you'd be pissed if somebody, if somebody you know, backed out of the Olympics and, and you, you know, were the first one cut. Do you think... That she worked her ass off day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, just so that when she got there, she could fall back on an excuse for anxiety? No. She never in a million years would have said that unless it were genuinely, seriously something that was going to, A, prohibit her ability to compete, but also, B, put her team in jeopardy, right? Think about if, if you're a professional nowadays, right? You're LeBron James in the NBA finals. What do you want? LeBron James, who's going through some real bad mental shit, who's going to be off his game? Or do you want to just put him on the bench and say, next man up, come up, step up and make a play? That, in a way, should make teams better because people will not be forced into situations that they won't be able to perform, right? So I think that, to your point, Nobody is ever going to use that just as a cop out because, oh, I'm not feeling up to it today. You know, I'd rather just, you know, sit at home and read a book and drink a cup of tea. That's never going to be the case unless it were unless it were as severe as it must be for Simone Biles. She never, ever, ever, ever would have backed out. Right. It's the Olympics. You're competing for your country. You're competing against the best athletes in the world. You're competing the one time in your life you're going to get international exposure. Right? Because who watches gymnastics on TV outside of the Olympics? Only like the most obscure people in the most obscure places, right? This is your one shot every four years. And gymnasts are not people who, because of just the, the nature of the sport, gymnasts are not people who get more than one or two shots at the Olympics, right? But I don't think Simone Biles will be around next time because it's just at a certain point, your body can't do what it needs to do, right? And for, I think she's 24 right now. By the time you're 28, she might be out of that range. If this is her one shot to be the best on the world stage in front of the world, do you think she's just going to say, oh, maybe I'll sit strong? No, no. She is going to do everything she can to compete. And in this instance, right, she made the decision that it wasn't something she was able to do. And I have to respect the hell out of her for being able to be strong enough to say, despite everything I've done for this position, 
my mental well-being is not where it needs to be for me to compete at the highest level. And therefore, you know, for the benefit of the sport and the benefit of my team, I'm going to I'm going to set this one out. That takes a shit ton of courage because why would you ever do that otherwise? To, so to that, to that, the, like, as I said, because it's like an actual vertigo and the twisties and like, it's like that, that is totally, that changed my perception of Simone Biles of, of this. So from what to a mental thing to a physical thing, all of a sudden it was okay. That's what you're saying. No, cause it, no, if she came out and said, if, if she can if she said, Hey, I had anxiety before my last performance. I would, I would be like, okay, that is a load of crap. Connor, I don't. If you're, if for you to say that means that you do not understand what anxiety is, right? That it that, doesn't make sense to me, though. And that's fine. That it doesn't make sense to you because it makes sense to a whole hell of a lot of other people, and that's all that matters is that people who have anxiety know they have anxiety, and it's not fun to deal with, Connor. And some people have it worse than others. Everybody's different. That's the other thing about mental health is it's not like a broken arm, right? A broken arm is the same in me. It's the same in you. It's the same in anybody. Mental health is pretty much specific and unique to the person on a case by case basis. And so you will never understand anybody's mental health issues because they're the only ones who can truly fully comprehend what's going on in their own mind. It, I, it wouldn't make sense to me that she performed in 2016, won a gold medal has been the star of like every subway commercial and Hulu commercial and all that for like the past two years. She performed earlier this week, and then all of a sudden, by Friday, that something she and again she's done this how many times that all of a sudden on what Tuesday morning or whatever Tuesday night over there if it is that much of a time difference that all of a sudden that's when she gets anxiety. That's no 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 no, no 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 it doesn't just okay it probably didn't just flip a switch it was probably building up and building up and building up because see what I, I, I don't, I don't remember the 2016 Olympics, but if I remember correctly, Simone Biles was not the favorite. She was not this, you know, already well-known superstar. She certainly she became, became it. Yeah, exactly. So now all of a sudden she, when you're, when you're, when there are no expectations on you, right, she's going in, nobody thinks she's going to win gold. Nobody thinks anything special is going to happen. No. With her. It's, so, it's a no pressure. Gold. Well, but not her. They didn't think her individually was going to be, you know, the best of the best, as far as I remember. Yeah, and then all the, were they called so the was, Fab Five for a reason? Yeah, going yeah into that? Fab Five, not Fab Simone Biles, Connor. When you're part of a group, it's easier to sort of equally spread out, you know, the 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 responsibility or the weight across the whole team. When she was individually on a pedestal, as she was put after that, and then for the next four years leading up to the Olympics, right? She's effectively the face of Team USA going into these Olympics, right? She's her and like maybe Katie Ledecky are the only two names, at least I know, of Olympians going in, other than my neighbor who is in, but that's a different story. Um, she has all of that added pressure because this is the first time she's going at an, to an international or internationally followed competition where all eyes are on her. This is the first time, right? Because like I said, nobody watches those gymnastics competitions before uh, other than the Olympics, right? She was probably competing as the favorite for a while, but nobody was watching. Now, all of a sudden, all eyes are on her, the press coverage, right? The, the, the fame, the recognition, all of those things come 
at once. And that pressure builds up and is a lot to handle. And that's something that she probably hadn't experienced at that scale up until what a week ago when the Olympics were two weeks ago, a month ago, when the, when the buildup really started kicking in for the Olympics, that's something you just can't prepare yourself for unless you've done it already. And that again, ties back to my point where everybody is going to handle it differently and just because you can't comprehend it doesn't mean it's not the case. But you can't have that if you're making rosters and 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 giving out contracts. LeBron James, if he gets anxiety, like you're giving out millions and millions of dollars to a player that your whole goal as a team is to make the, your championship and win the championship. Now you have to consider that now because it's becoming so big now. That yeah, but, but 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 okay, I'm gonna keep interrupting you because I, I don't want to forget my points. Go you ahead. also have you also have to take that into consideration for their physical well-being. You could sign LeBron to a fifty million dollar contract the next day; he might break both legs and be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and you've lost that money. It's so different. It's the exactly same thing. There's though. always a risk, and this is just again mental Correct. health. Now, mental health now is slowly becoming put on the same level as it should be as physical health, which means that when you sign a player to a multi-million dollar contract, when you lock in your roster for the playoffs, when you put your Game 7 of the World Series starting lineup on the field, you have to assume that these guys could be affected mentally the same way that they could be affected physically, and you just don't know. And so they've been dealing with that. GMs have been dealing with that forever because people have been getting injured forever. So it's not anything new. It is nothing new. But, but, But again, that puts GMs and coaches and all that in a tough spot. I like you. How said, is it any different than the spot they were in, right? You could go out there and break your arm, right? Larry Garcia just you're, hit a base no, hit, but he right. but you have to consider that now. You have to consider that now. Is this kid head case or not head case? Yeah, Can but Connor, do they, do they have they ever said, does this kid have brittle bones? Yes. Look at so look yes. So look they're, at they're Joel just doing. Reed. They're doing what they've been doing kid, already. If, 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 if you take Joel Embiid, when, when he signed the max contract with the 76ers, everyone was like, okay, this is either really good if he stays healthy or because he's not played a full season when he signed this max contract, like, you're taking a big risk. Thankfully, it's worked out the, for, I would say, 90% of the time. He still goes through injuries. But if you look at a kid, whether you're drafting him or signing him a contract, and you're like, okay – is this kid a head case or not? And there's signs of social anxiety or depression or anything like that. You cannot sign him or draft him or anything like that. You have to let him walk away from the team or from the sport because you're putting your team at risk. Would you do the same thing if he were like a really good player who's prone to physical injury? Yes. And that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. So you, yeah, no. Okay. No, that's, and that, you know, that's, if that's what the, game comes to where you know um, and i always thought they did do a mental health evaluation like i feel like they why do i feel like they did they they do to a point but like with all these players like starting to back out of competitions like i think this is like i think it started with a tennis player and with simone biles and how she's again again this is changed dramatically because of the whole like physical nature of it but because those two have been termed heroes in their sports or in the sporting world, 
I think you're to see this a hell of a lot more going forward. So you have to do your research and be like, you honestly, you have to put them in a high pressure like situation when you're interviewing them and be like, okay, is this kid gonna panic when I put him in this high pressure situation? Or is he gonna be calm, cool, and collected? And yeah, but, if he but... fails your test and he panics or she panics or you know, loses their mind trying to do that pressurized task. You cannot yeah. draft them or sign. Yeah, and again, Connor, here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna call on what I think your definition of mental health is different from what other people would call it. You can't just, you know, you can't just assume that every time somebody's in a high stress situation, they're gonna they're gonna crack, right? Like there are, pl- and I and I know from experience because I've had plenty of anxiety in my life, like plenty of like full blown panic attack level anxiety. It's not going to happen. You could be in the same. You could be in the same situation a hundred times. Ninety nine of those times, you might be a okay, right? One time, you might not be. But you have no idea when it's going to happen. You have you can't predict it. It's going to be different every time. Sometimes you're going to embrace the high. Like you, you said, you love high pressure situations. I know that, right? And sometimes, I'll I will embrace the high pressure situation. I'll be all for it, and it'll be I'll be like, let's go, right? I'm fired up for this. But other times, it's just not going to be that way, and you never know until you're effectively there. And so that's, that's why you can't do that because you might have one person, right, this season has to take a break from mental health, and the next year he could be the most, like, ironclad player in your, on your roster. You just don't know what no. you're going to get. I, no, I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe that well, you can Well, whether or not you believe with it doesn't matter because that's just the reality of the situation. But so look, your belief or not is whether or not you believe in the facts. But, but, look, but look at, like, closers, in baseball or kickers in football, okay, the people that close, like Mariano Rivera, okay, like he goes in and he's stone cold on the mound. Like he doesn't, yeah. like, like, and there's other pitchers that just lose their minds on the mound. Like that's why there's, like, there's a thing where they look at pitchers and, like, okay, is this guy calm in these situations? Like, that, like look at rookies, even rookies. You're not going to bring a rookie in in like the bottom of ninth of game seven, who's never pitched before because you don't know how he's going to perform. If he's going to be calm, cool, and collective, or if he's going to get to the mound and fucking piss his pants and then throw a wild pitch on the first pitch. Like, there's a thing. Like, that's why some kickers make the NFL because they don't kick or they don't think about it too much. They just go out and do their job. And there's yeah, others. Yeah, plenty those guys have missed plenty of times. Shake those teams. The best kickers in the world, right? At, at, what I can't even at Adam Vettieri, yeah, has missed his fair share of field goals. But he's in the clutch moments. He is the most. Yeah, but okay, and and but that's also fine because not everybody is gonna. Some people are like you, where they're just okay, right? They don't have mental health problems, which that's fine. Not everybody is going to, and if those guys are like that, more power to them. Yeah, it's not going to be the case with everybody. That that is totally fine. But I'm saying you have to identify those players or those people. But you can't. And then, that is an impossible task. No, I I don't believe that. You can see Connor, them in college. again. In you, NFL, in Connor, NFL, again, you not agreeing is you disagreeing with the truth. Like no, this isn't this not. is black and white. This is black and white. It's Connor. not though. Be- yes, no. it is because mental health can come up at any point in time, like a like a like a. Any anxiety, anything like that can come up at any point in time for any reason. And unless, like, sure, some people have it more diagnosable and more easily recognizable than other people. 
but that's not the case for everybody. And so it is impossible to just look at somebody and say, you know what, that guy isn't very mentally stable. That's just the truth. You can't. You will never be able to do that accurately. Yes, you can look across. at look at Sam Ficken. Look at Sam Ficken. He blew his shot during his what our freshman year. Okay, mm-hmm. and that carried on with him through like he did not before that. Everyone talked about how Sam Ficken could be going to the NFL. Well, when he graduated Penn State, he had that reputation of not performing well under pressure. So he went and drafted for like a year and a half, got signed to practice squads, then finally in a panic mode, I think the Jaguars or Jets, I forget who picked him up first, signed him. They used him for like two games. He left, went to the Chiefs. Like that carried on with him. If he didn't, if he um, didn't blow those couple games that he did, he would have been drafted or signed right away, and he wouldn't have that problem. And yeah, but that's him. yeah, but that's not mental health. That's just that's performing under pressure. Performing under pressure, which is not. But that that's is the whole very thing. different. No, but performing under pressure leads to anxiety, and leads to. But but again, this is where your definition of anxiety is different from what my experience with anxiety is. We're talking about sports, though. Like, but, but no, but like we, so you get anxiety over a test or whatever. No. Like I, I'll get anxiety over like, I don't know, like being on time, whatever. Like, yeah, we get, we, that's not anxiety, Connor. It, what is the definition of anxiety? It's a fluid definition. And for everybody, it's different. There are different flavors of anxiety. There are different varieties of anxiety. There are different factors that influence anxiety. It is, it's on a spectrum, Connor. It's not, again, it's not, you broke your leg the same way anybody else could ever break their leg. It is on a spectrum and it's very unique. It's maybe not unique, but each person experiences it differently. Yeah, exactly my point. Everyone experiences differently. You may worry about a test. And and yeah, and yeah, but worrying about a test is anxiety in like the mildest form of like, just toss the word around anxiety. If you get into the more medical, like nobody's going to give you like, unless like, unless you're stressed, unless, how am I going to put it? Okay. If there, there is anxiety medication, like you can go there and get a prescription for, for like actual medication to treat your anxiety. You are not going to get anxiety medication. If you walk into a doctor's office and say, Hey, I was kind of nervous about this test I had last week. Turned out to be fine, but I was pretty nervous about it beforehand. They would say, they would laugh you out of the room. But if you said, I literally blacked out and I couldn't remember anything, even though I put in 20 hours of studying, that's anxiety. But and it's a I big feel, difference. I, a yes. huge difference. Yes, but I feel like we're getting to the point where if people say they have anxiety over a test, like just, hey, I'm really nervous for this test. Like not even the whole blackout that we're getting to a point in society that we're taking it way too too. I don't know what the wording is, but we're taking too like it's becoming too lenient about this. We need to observe the serious cases away from the people that are just you know worried about you know passing you know geometry or something. Yeah, and that's why I said it's on a spectrum. But it, but it's not now. It's when every, anyone says I'm worried or I'm depressed or I'm anxious or you know I'm losing my mind. 
Like everyone around him was like, put up a bubble. No one say anything bad to them because oh, oh I I disagree with you, and I think you're using these high profile examples, right? Like the Simone Biles case, and you're saying that she did this as a cop out, which is not the case. No, it's not. I again, I'm saying this. No, it's she didn't because she actually had like a physical ailment. Okay, no, Connor, you get okay. Okay, so let's let's because you keep coming back to this, and I want to I want to make sure that we're on the same page about this. Let's say Simone Biles never had the twisties or whatever you're calling them, right? Yes. Never had them, never existed. She was yes. completely, she was in peak physical condition. Yes. But she still did what she did. All of a sudden you have a huge problem with this yes. for some reason. 100%. Which is so, so wrong of you. It's not though. Because you know this as an athlete and as an Olympian. You know this going into it. No, but that's just what, Connor, I'm getting so frustrated because this is where you just need to accept that you don't know what you don't know. And this is something you don't know. You just need to accept that. And I don't think you will because I, I, I know never, you. I will exactly. never accept that. And that's what's so frustrating. But how, This is no, not black and white. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You know, you know you're going to be in the national spotlight. Oh. You know that. And you've known in – in, for example, Simone Biles' case, no. she's known that for five years, and she's done that before. You've known that. You were just performed three days ago. How do you get anxious? It'd be if LeBron James played game one, two, three, yeah. four, five, and six, and then halfway through game seven, he, in the locker room, he's like, all right, guys, can't do this. The pressure is getting too much to me. I got triggered when I saw – you know, the championship trophy in the locker room. I got triggered. I can't do this okay. anymore. I'm out. It's, you're using the word trigger like it's a derogatory term. No, I'm not. I, like, you can get triggered over anything. Like you no. said, you can get triggered over anything. So, I just use like, five different examples for what he could get triggered of. But then, he, that, whatever triggered him... Be anxious or get emotional or get, you know, inside his head to be so warped up in that. Can you stop the game? What? Sorry, I, the White Sox just made a great play, so I wanted to hear the, the announcers. Oh. So I turned on the, I turned it off, turned it off. You. I, I just, again, I mean, we've been talking about this for 40, 35, 40 minutes right now, and we're, we're not going to convince each other. And I, I think I've laid out every point I could possibly think of to make as clearly as I can. And, and I feel like you've done the same and we're not making any headway into influencing each other because in the world we live in, nobody will ever influence anybody on anything anymore because that's just people are getting too, too stuck in their ways. Um, and so I don't even know what the point in continuing to talk about this is. All right, unless, you, unless, you, unless you have something else you want to say because I feel like at this point, like I said, I've said everything I could, and anything I say going forward will just be me regurgitating something I've already said. No, I think – And I will not convince you otherwise. No, I, but I think this is going to become massive within the next, like, year or two. Massive. Very well could, which is fine, because there needs to be more of a general acceptance around mental well-being. I think that it's becoming too much of acceptance. That's what I'm saying. Will accept something. Either accept it or you don't. You can accept it to a level, but not where the level is going to. Oh, I am never voting for you for president. I think at one point I said I would have. You've lost my vote. 
That that's fine. I'll I'll win three hundred million other votes. I won't need your vote. At that point, if that were the case, it would be a matter of principle. I'll just play this podcast episode, and you'll lose at least one hundred and fifty of those three hundred million votes, and then I'll be the deciding vote. No, you won't. Because you'll you'll live in Illinois, and I'm I'll chalk that up as blue right now. You know how refreshing it is living in a blue, a deep blue stronghold. Great. I, I, don't, I don't. You live in a you live in a deep blue stronghold. You should know just as well. Philly's as liberal as it gets. Yeah, it's bad. Well, no, it's not even worse. I work in a deep blue, like environment. Fucking teachers and fucking Chester. Are you kidding me? All right. So can we move on to another discussion I want to talk about? The vaccines with professional sports? Another thing that we're going to get into. I don't know if I have it in me anymore. Like 20 minute rant. No, I just want to know like everyone for the most part, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. The vaccine has been available for what? At least three, four months now? I think it became generally available like April, May time frame. So like call it two, two to three months, I'd say. Okay. Two or three months. So my thing is if a team is vaccinated. Four, three to four. Three to four. So like I said, it, so the Phillies game got canceled today because there was a COVID case in the national organization. And I guess there's going to be a big outbreak within the national organization. Um, however, if everyone's vaccinated, okay, why do we, like, 80% of, the te- of both teams are probably vaccinated. Why the fuck do we care whether someone gets COVID or not at this point? Because the whole point of the vaccine was to stop the, like, the effects of COVID. Like, you still get it, but it, you wouldn't s- suffer as much, right? It's all about stopping the spread is what it is. But, but if 80% of the team, like, if you're not vaccinated now and you, like, get sick from COVID, I don't feel bad for you. Like, I, you should not cancel a game for that. So, if you, like, who cares if you spread it if, if everyone's vaccinated? If you're not vaccinated by now, like, and you're an adult and you get COVID, you deserve COVID. You absolutely Again, deserve COVID. Y- y- that approach is very, like, you're thinking near term. Like, oh, if, if I'm vaccinated and I get it, then it's fine because I'll be fine. And, and I've heard, I mean, there are, do you know who uh, Mark Packer is? No. He's a radio. I listen to him on the radio. He's got a, like a talk show. He's like a big. Uh... Do you know Billy Packer? The old. He was an old announcer in college basketball and other sports. No. Anyway, it's his son. So he's. Point of this is he is a radio host on satellite radio who I listen to because I like his show every afternoon. And he's been out for like two weeks now with a pretty severe case of COVID, and he's fully vaccinated. So, I mean, it, it, so, so here, let let me keep going. So that's, that is the short term 
yes, people who are vaccinated can still get sick. I know odds are overwhelming that you won't, but it's possible that you will. But what people really need to be thinking about right now is if this Delta variant never had a chance to spread, it would never be a, because the previous iterations of the virus are the vaccine was just like kicking its ass. Right. This Delta variant is is making the vaccines less effective. And if we let even vaccinated people get infected and only have a mild case or no symptoms, but they allow the virus to replicate inside of them with the possibility that it will, you know, um, mutate. And then all of a sudden these, the Delta variant becomes the next variant, whatever that one is. And that one makes the vaccine even less, in fact, less effective. We circle back to where we were, where all of a sudden, you know, the vaccines aren't effective. And I, and the only way to completely stop, we, the, the whole point about slowing the spread is the bigger picture goal here because the less this thing spreads, the less people it infects, the less opportunities it has to mutate, the less likely we are to get the next Delta variant that's going to potentially impact the, effect of, the efficacy of the vaccine. That's the point. That's like the long game here that we're playing. We've played this game for fucking over a year now. Like, yeah, there's, 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 you like this Delta variant. Isn't there going to be like an echo variant then? Like, Probably is- because cases are flaring up. I thought I saw in Louisiana. Louisiana has higher case counts now than ever before in COVID, even before the vaccines were available. I want to see if the hospitals are being filled or not, or if they oh, they are. Be- I've read an article about this in Missouri. They're as bad as it ever been. They're yeah. worse than they've ever been. This is never going to end then. Like, there's, no, there's, if, this... if, if people stop the spread, if, if vaccinated people realize that they still need to take precautions, and I'm guilty of this because I haven't necessarily been taking precautions since I've been vaccinated. But if people did, we, we were, could. But we were told get the vaccine and everything's fine. That like, was before the this... Delta variant. That no, was but... because. Yeah. I know. You, we got the mask we stayed away all that we've been shut down all that and we got a vaccine everything's fine okay we're never gonna catch up as soon as this delta variant is like slowed down another echo variant is gonna show up and we're all fucked again this is that's because end. that's because people are gonna let it spread it's people people are gonna keep letting it spread and that's because people are just gonna live their lives and not care and <laughs> yeah the vast majority of people who get it are gonna be fine right Especially the vaccinated, and that's great. But at some point, that might not be the case. And right now, I'd say we're in a position where I think science is beating the vaccine to the point where now that we have, you know, this new mRNA vaccine technology that Pfizer and Moderna use, the ability for us to get ahead of these future variants with booster shots is going to be more likely. And I just saw something today from Pfizer that, you know, another booster shot of Pfizer is super effective against Delta. Like, I don't know if that's the reality, but science is probably slowly but surely getting ahead of this thing. But as long as humans just keep not really caring about, you know, what's going on now that, you know, we've got this taste of normalcy and nobody wants to give that up again, then I, I'm one of them. I'm guilty of it. But as long as that remains the case, you're right. This thing's not going away. It, it, it never, it's never going away. Like, we, exactly, we, because people are not going to let it go away. That, it's our fault. No. It is our fault. But whose fault is it if it, that this thing won't go away? It, it's just like the flu every year. It, it never goes away. There's always a different variant. And then that's why you get a flu shot. And hopefully the flu shot is the one that attacks the flu 
virus that goes around that year. We just have to take a chance and just not give a fuck anymore. We're, I, I'm refu- I saw California or LA or someone voted for, like, or is telling people to wear masks again. I, I refuse, and I don't care if this makes me a fucking hillbilly or not. I refuse to accept the fact and go backwards again. We cannot shut down again. We cannot go, like, schools need to be open. Kids need to be in, in school and learn. We're like we cannot go backwards, and I refuse to go backwards on this shit. That I've that started. Is- I've started wearing a mask again when I've gone inside places, that and I've seen a number of people doing the same. That, that if you if you want to do that, go right ahead. But if the government tells me I have to continue wearing masks, or you know bars are shut down, or you know college football, God forbid, we can't tailgate, I am going to lose my fucking. Mine. The whole point of this vaccine and everything else and all the money that went into this was to defeat this and get life back to normal and get everything back to normal. There is going to have to be a point, and it probably is right now, that we should just accept that we have this for the rest of our lives. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated and you get sick, you're an idiot. Just like the flu shot, if you don't get a flu shot and you end up getting the flu and you miss a couple days of school or work, that's your fault. Because we could have prevented all this if you just got a flu shot. It, it, but again, if you don't want to get a vaccine, that's totally fine. But you cannot alter fucking life again for every for everyone else in the world. I'm sick of it. I know, and you've said that many times. I'm well aware. We cannot go backwards. We cannot. And the fact that, like, like people are still getting, like, co- who cares if they have COVID? Who cares if they're vaccinated and have COVID? Okay? It's fine. They're not suffering from it. Move on with life. Did you not hear my story from, like, five minutes ago about somebody who did get vaccinated and is very much so suffering so from what's it? So what was the point of getting vaccinated then? Then that vaccine does Because not it work. reduces the – no, because it significantly reduces the likelihood that that will happen. I'm not saying the vaccines are pointless. I'm just saying that it's possible that you can still get pretty sick from COVID despite the fact of a vaccine. There's another example. A guy I work with has been sick for over a week now, vaccinated, got COVID. And he's and, just been – he's been struggling. Then, then, then that's bullshit. Then this whole then to me that's pointless. That all that money was pointless. No, we would be in a lot worse position without the vaccine. There's no doubt about that. There was always going to be breakthrough cases. That was never going to be. The, the vaccine was never going to be a hundred percent effective. No vaccine is a hundred percent effective. Um, but then if everybody got it, if everybody got it, and we. You know, we're able to get out ahead of this thing by everybody getting vaccinated. So the virus had nowhere to go. So it couldn't, it couldn't. No, mutate. the virus still, still can like, go if it's still getting spread to vaccinated people. I know, but it will. What happened? I don't, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. Yes, it can spread. But we let it spread to the point where it mutated to this Delta variant, and that's what's much more but, but how making we, the vaccines. But but how but how did we do that? That's just the, that's just 
there has to be just signs then. Because so many people didn't get vaccinated. That's how. No, no, I don't believe that. I believe more people have. No, if if I can spread it to you, if I get COVID right now and can Mm. spread it to you, then that can it can still mutate. Just because you're not vaccinated and get the same strand of COVID, does that mean that you're the issue? What say that again? You you're telling me that if if someone's unvaccinated and they get COVID and they spread it to someone else who's unvaccinated, right? Yeah. That 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 is the only way that the the co- that the coronavirus can spread. No, or, that's not the only that, way, but that's that the be, most that, likely way. No, no, that that they can because unvaccinated to unvaccinated person spreads COVID, but that's the only way it mutates. No, but that's the most common way. But by but, far. But but I don't believe that. How because do you not believe no, that? Because there's no difference between spreading it between a vaccinated person and an unvaccinated or a vaccinated person to a vaccinated person. Or yeah, there is. How? Again, not every not every time, but often more likely than not, if a vaccinated person gets COVID, their body will kill it off really before with a much smaller window of transmissibility. So the odds of a vaccinated person giving it to somebody else are much lower, not impossible, but much lower than an unvaccinated person. If you look, if you look at the facts, the viral load in an unvaccinated person is much, much higher than the viral load in a vaccinated person on average, which makes perfect sense, which also means that the likelihood of an unvaccinated person to transmit it is much, much higher than a vaccinated person. Granted, both are possible. Just saying one is far more likely than the other. But let me ask you, wouldn't the, the virus mutate to, for, to like beat the vaccine in a vaccinated person? Like survival of the fittest type of thing? Wait, say that again. What? Wouldn't the virus mutate or try to mutate to continue to spread and to continue to quote-unquote live by mutating Doesn't the the vaccination cause mutation? Does the vaccine cause mutation? Yes, like the virus is trying to spread, but it has to find a different way to spread because some people are injected with vaccines that, oh shit, this virus gets killed, so it has to mutate in order to keep spreading. No, that's not how mutations work. How does it work? I get infected with COVID, right? So somebody sneezes, I'm walking by them, I breathe in their air, I get COVID, right? I got a little bit of COVID in me. Not a lot, just like an air particle's worth of COVID. It goes inside of me, and whether I'm vaccinated or not, it starts replicating, right? It starts, it starts making copies of itself over and over and over and over again because that's what it's programmed to do. It's just reproduce. The same way humans are programmed to reproduce. It's all it wants to do. So it just keeps making more and more of itself. Every so often, as it's making more and more of itself, one of those that it's made more of is going to be different than the rest. And that's mutation. And it doesn't happen for any reason other than just because it happens when you're making billions of copies of something. Sometimes one of them is going to be weird. And that's mutation. Now, when you're vaccinated... Your body's like, oh, I'm going to go kill all those things that I know to go kill. And so it does. And so it replicates much less, meaning that the likelihood that it replicates into a 
horrible variant is much less because your body is killing it much faster. On top of that, it has less time to go anywhere because your body is killing it so fast. It has less time to get out of your system and go affect somebody else because in order for a mutation to happen, that weird, you know, that weird mutation that happened in your body then has to get out of your body and go infect somebody else and then start replicating in them and then go to somebody else. And that's how it happens. But if you're vaccinated, the likelihood of all those things happening is much lower. Get a fucking vaccine. Yes. That's a fair answer. Get a fucking vaccine. I'm not going backwards. The, the first time shit. we've agreed all day. We're, I'm not going backwards on this shit. You either get vaccinated or you go to a hospital and you die. It's that simple. It is that simple. And again, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you're unvaccinated and you get COVID and you're sick, I, I don't care if you live or die. I don't care if you suffer. Okay, and nurses should not have to worry about your dumb ass because you're unvaccinated. It's that simple. I'm not going backwards. I'm not missing a football game. I'm not fucking missing a tailgate. I'm not missing, you know, fuck. I'm not wearing a fucking mask when I go outside or indoors anymore. I'm not doing this. Not doing it. You ever think about becoming a nurse? Like, was that, did that ever cross your mind? I, it did. 100%. You're right. I can't imagine you, some dude comes in, you tell him to go fuck himself for one reason or another. You can't do that. I, I know, but I can I, see you doing that. I, 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 like, before I went into Kutztown, there was a probably three day, three day of me becoming a nurse. I was going to do ER nurse because I need, like, fast pace, pressurized chaotic situation. Yeah, but if you're an ER nurse and some dude comes in you and you look at him and say, you're a dumbass for what you did to hurt yourself, I'm not going to help you. you no, I'm sorry. No, obviously. But that's what you just said. You said nurses shouldn't deal with them. They, should, they shouldn't have to deal with your dumbass, but that is their job. Their job is to take care of people and they would be forced to... I, I would feel like if I was a nurse, like, or if I'm a cop, like, I would still help you out in your situation, but God damn it, I shouldn't have to be doing this. You should know better than this shit. I'm wasting my time dealing with a dumbass rather than helping, you know, some kid, you know, you know, get, find his mom or dad when he's lost or something. I could do, be doing something a lot better for the world than dealing with, with your piece of shit ass. Wow. <laughs> that is exactly... that. And if you ask nurses, my mom specifically will give you a hundred times where she looks at a patient and she's told me before, she looks at the patient and thinks, what the fuck am I wasting my time for? There was a great story my mom tells me. She works at an urgent care right now, as well as an ER. She splits time at both, right? Yeah. At her urgent care, she has to do the like drug test for screenings for like companies that want to hire people, right? Yep. A girl comes in to do a pee test. Okay. My mom gives her the cup or whatever, whatever she had to give. She goes, okay, before you go in to the bathroom or the room, wherever you have to leave all of your stuff here. The girl takes off her sweatshirt, you know, all the things, her wallet, her wallet. She takes out, out of her pocket or whatever. I don't know the exact story. She takes out her wallet and puts it on, on the desk or whatever. Yeah. The wallet was covered in marijuana leaves. 
So I was like, if I was going to Vegas right now, I bet 500,000 that this uh, piss was going to come up hot. And what happened? Came up hot for marijuana. So you just wasted my your, my time of trying to you know deal with you, get you set up for this drug urine test. Wasted your time because your dumbass can't lay off the weed for thirty days or however long it takes for you to you know not have it in your system. And then you wasted time, money, and effort with everyone trying to get this test done. Well, I just it's weird how it was just like on her wallet. I'm like, I'm wondering how it got there. It's, who knows? But I, I guarantee you, ask... I mean, Amanda's different because, like, she deals with, like, babies that really can't help themselves. But I guarantee you, Will would be, like, probably deals with people that he's like, why the fuck am I helping this person out when there's five other people that actually need help? Because that's just the mindset of a medical professional. No, you have to. It's your job title. You can't pick and choose who who comes into your waiting room or your patients. You have to help out everyone. But there's some people that need to be helped, and there's some people you're just like, fuck. Like, why the fuck am I helping you out when you could have prevented all this? Like, me, think of me, for example. I went to the hospital because I overdosed on alcohol. Why should nurses deal with a fucking dumbass drunk like me when there's there might be other people that had a heart attack or a stroke, or broke their leg, or broke their finger, but this dumbass 21-year-old at the time was too stupid and drank too much alcohol, and now he's, he's in the waiting room of, of Nittany Medical Center or whatever it's called up there. Again, it's just the mindset, and we should be thankful that people have that mindset, because if people were like you, there'd be a lot more dead people than alive people coming out of the hospital. Listen, because... if it, if it t- I mean... We can talk about the death rates about COVID and how it's not that prevalent. But honestly, I'm at the point where if you die from COVID and you're unvaccinated, don't feel bad for you. Like, I, I, I get where you're coming from there because people at this point are consciously – it's not like they don't have access to the vaccine. They are consciously choosing not to get it when it I, is proven I to be very helpful. I don't, I don't feel bad for you. And you are ruining my life because of it. You're ruining my life and everyone else's life because you're a fucking idiot. It's, it's that simple. I don't feel bad for you. I, I'm saying that right now. If someone dies tomorrow because they don't have COVID or because they don't have the vaccine and it's come, come, come from COVID, I don't feel bad for you. I don't, not in the slightest. You can be my best friend who is not vaccinated. And if you get COVID, don't feel bad for you. And also, it, you should not, if you're, um, you should not get paid for any sick days that you have to take because you didn't get vaccinated. You're ruining my life and everyone else's life. My fun, my football, my tailgates, you're ruining all that because you don't like what the fuck. But again, I could also point out that most cases, those people would be old people getting sick and severely. Yeah. Also, if like, again, I think I read something from like, CNN or something like that. I don't know where and it was like new news organization. But I read like obese people are like seventy percent like more affected from COVID than just like normal like human beings. Go out and exercise and stop eating 
10 Big Macs not exercising at all. That's your default for obese people who eat 10 Big Macs. Again, that's another thing I think is getting overblown in society. The acceptance of unhealthy weights. I think we're talking about this. Society is too accepting of everyone. That's what it's coming to. wrong with accepting people. I just think that like it almost seems like I think we like I have we talked about this before? I'm getting to the point where it's like I get it. People say if you only if you only look at looks, you're shallow, right? But at the end of the day, like somebody who puts in effort to make their body look good to what I would consider good. Like there's nothing wrong with rewarding that. Right. Does that make me shallow? Maybe. But at the same time, like it's not like they were just sitting around all day and just, you know, did nothing to look physically attractive. You know, they had to do something to get there. So I'm just appreciating the work they did. But then again, like I get it. Like, I'm not going to like, Hey, you do you, man. Like, I don't really care. But, like, don't expect me to – and, again, I think this only comes down to, in my mind, like, whether or not I'm attracted to somebody. Like, don't expect me to be attracted to you if I'm not attracted to you. Like, it's yeah. only good – I mean – Not everyone if, is Not everyone is beautiful. Yeah. Just a fact of life. Some people are ugly, like myself, okay? I – like, you should not – like, 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 if I call you ugly or not attractive, you should not be offended about that. I'm not going to call anybody ugly or unattractive, but, like, it's one of those, like, it's just a classic, like, like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all type thing, where, like, if, well, if I don't, if I don't think, if I don't think, if I, if I don't think you're attractive, I'm just not going to say anything. Like, I'm just going to not well, care. Yes, yes, but, like. I, I'm not that big of an asshole where I'm going around telling everyone they're ugly or anything like that. I'm not that big of an asshole. I'm an asshole in different ways. However, I'm not going to do that. However, like, if someone asked me walking down the street if fucking, like, like, oh, perfect example about this. Rizzo, okay? Don't find her attractive at all, okay? <laughs> However, she went to a Lakers game last year like, so before the pandemic, in, like, a thong. Like, that was attractive to me, okay? First of all, if, like, fucking Jennifer Lopez, like, walked into a Lakers game in a thong, I'd be like, you know, put some pants on, but, like, hey, nice ass. However, like, Lizzo, like, when she did that, like, the fucking, like, social media fucking was like, oh, she's so beautiful. She did that. That's awesome. No! No, no, I, no! I don't want to see that in fuck when I'm going to a fucking Lakers game. Are you kidding me? No, no, I don't want to see that. That's not attractive. She should not be wearing a fucking thong to a Lakers game. It's that simple. She's not beautiful. Don't be saying that shit. We, I mean, oh, go ahead. I, I'm just saying we spark people up to make them feel good when they should not feel good. I mean. You know, if Lizzo does that, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, not for me, right? I'm not. It's just not for me. But like, am I gonna care? Yeah, you do you. You know what? If if you want to do that, 
that's fine, right? More power to you for having the confidence to do that and feel good doing that. And people want to want to like gas you up for it. I'm all for it. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also there also should not be the expectation for someone like us to be like, wow, Lizzo looked so good the other day when she was at the Lakers game. Like that that the expectation shouldn't be that everybody thinks that way because yeah, it's just not realistic. Like, but it, as long as you just like keep your mouth shut and don't say anything, I don't think that's a problem. And it's also not a problem for other people to tell her like, hey, great for you. You know, you, you know, just, you know, love to see the confidence, love to see, you know, you just go out there and be and you like, and I agree. That's great. But like, I'm not going to say anything about it. And that's just, no, that's, but, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. No, you like, no, but so confidence is one thing. That's totally different. However, if that's a, like, I like people saying it. So if people are like saying, oh, she's beautiful. Like, if they're just talking in a group or, like, say it's, like, on, online and in the comment section, saying how she's so beautiful, me, yeah, I, not for me. Like, good for her, but that wasn't attractive at all, and she's not beautiful. Like, in some, like, in some cases, it needs to be said because we spark people up too much. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, I don't think it's up to you to decide whether or not a person is beautiful because that's going to differ by the person. Like in your no. opinion, like yes. you personally don't think so, but like that no. doesn't speak no. for everybody. No, no shit. But I would be in a group if everyone's talking about how how Lizzo looked so great and everyone's agreeing. I'm be like, uh, hey guys, um, I think that she should never wear that outfit ever again. I did not think that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I feel like you should be allowed to have that opinion. But we don't right now. Because if you say someone is not attractive or pretty, like, especially, like, if they're, like, I don't know, like, like, if they're too fat or, like, you're, like, tattoos, like, um, fucking, like, earrings, like, hair dye, like, Kutztown. Like, perfect example. Go to Kutztown and know, like, I used to bitch about this all the time, like, and I haven't really bitched about it. But I swear to God, one and probably three people had some sort of weird hair color. And most of the time, it was blue. That's not attractive to me. And I should not have to be like, okay, rock that. I should not, like, if people are saying that, that's fine. However, I should not have to agree with that shit. I can be like, hey, that blue hair is ridiculous on you. You might be going through a thing right now. However, blue hair should not be allowed. Well, I'm going to disagree with that specific point because I think sometimes weird color hair is, is – I'm pretty into it at times. But beside the point. Anyway, while you've been talking, I've been thinking about, like, just imagine me or you in this situation where me and you, like, I don't know, wear some really out-there outfit in a public place. Like, if we put ourselves out there because we really wanted to pull off this look, right? Like, like you. Let's go back to – let's go back to 20 – 13 when we went to Zara when you Derek and Will were in I was Chicago just think, I was just let's say that. let's say you buy that outfit right that it's a bright colored very heavily patterned shirt and like a like a pair of like like very chic jeans or whatever it was and you wore that out right you're like all right let's just assume in this world you you're like hey you know what I like this look I'm okay with it I'm gonna rock it so you go out wearing that look right putting yourself out there to do this you you like you would want people to be like Hey Connor, way to go, man! Looking good, loving, the, digging the, digging the fit. Like you, that like that positive affirmation is a good thing, and I think people doing that for Lizzo is great. Like all for it. And on the flip side of that, like if anybody was like, "Geez, Connor looks like a jackass right now," like 
I don't think you'd ever – you wouldn't want to hear that. Like, if people have that opinion of you, like, that's fine. But the fact that you, like, went for it, I think just, like, should be appreciated in itself. But there's a difference between positive affirmation and, and like, so I was like an idiot, as I told all three of you that were there. But you really didn't. You, you genuinely looked pretty okay in that outfit. No, not the one outfit you guys maybe try on. You guys all said, yeah, that does not work for you. I don't think any of us said that. Yes. Will, we were no. trying to convince you to buy it. No, no. There's one. There's one. Will has a picture of it. And Will said, yes, that did not look good on you. Wait, but, but okay, but there, did you try on a couple then? Because I feel like for yeah. a fact there was at least one that we were like, no, Damn, no, there was, there was, there was okay. one. There, That's there, the only one I remember. I don't remember. I want to, I want Will to send me this picture now. There, there's, there's, there was, I think there was two actually. Like, I know there, I know there was two shirts. I don't think there was, I think the pants like threw me off though. But the one shirt you guys made me wear, I, you guys, I remember specifically walking out and saying, I look dumb as shit in this, more so than the other ones. And you guys were like saying, oh, no, no, blah, blah, blah. I walk out, you guys looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. So, but, like, if you look like a jackass, you, sh- you should be called out and be like, yo, dude, like, that's just, like, no. Like, you look like a, like, like a jackass. Like, there's a difference between being real and then being like fake about like hey you look so good tonight type of thing okay yeah if you look like a jackass you look like a jackass like if 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 i showed up to the wedding next week in a fucking dumb and dumber bright orange or bright blue to this like kind of black tie event i look like a jackass and i and people should tell me that some people few might say, hey, like, you look good at the, in that. Like, great job. You could actually pull that off, which in my case, I wouldn't. Um, but um, th- there's a difference between being real and then the fake positive affirmation that people need today. I think there's too much positive affirmation going around today, and we accept everyone because that we just that a problem. Everyone. How is that a problem? Because people need to be call called out on shit. What do you mean? If you look like a jackass, you should be told you look like but a jackass. But that's just your opinion. That's not the truth. It's just your opinion. So yes, if I wear a fucking I don't know, like go down south because down south they don't wear jerseys at all. Like, you, you know that, right? I mean, I feel like they do, but I know generally, I know it's like a different culture, yeah. Yeah. So, if I go down and I fuck, like, I, like hate the big uglies at Penn State. If they did that at, like, say, I don't know, like an old Miss game, they look like a jackass, okay? Now, those people that think they're jackasses, yes, that's their opinion. However, like, you look like a jackass. You should be told that. And but if the majority of people think that, that's fine. Majority of people think that in that area. However, if you go out to another thing and people are like, "Oh, you look so good," but like that one person does not think you look good and thinks you look like an asshole or a jackass, they should be able to tell you that, and they should not get ridiculed for saying, "Hey, they don't agree with 
um, the fact that you look attractive or don't look attractive one way or another. And I feel I, like I feel like society today is too accepting that we all have to agree that someone looks good or doesn't look good, or someone looks good no matter what. I think everybody should just not have an opinion, or at least not say it out loud, because if nobody's ever said anything about anybody, this would all be solved. It would just be like, you know what? I don't give a shit because what do you, what, how does what you're wearing affect my quality of life ever? It doesn't. So why do I care? I shouldn't. Like, whether I like it or I don't like it, if we just didn't say anything to anybody about opinions of them, it would, like, it would be worse because you'd miss the good compliments, but it would also be better because there'd be no negative comments. And so it would just be this very even, balanced approach. So maybe uh, that's what we need. No. You, I, I, I love opinions. I love opinions. I know you do. But opinions are just that. Opinions. They don't move the needle. They don't make a difference. They don't change anything. So, but again, and I think you know this too. I don't give two fucks about someone's opinions that I don't care about. However, if there's a hot girl that I want to talk to and I wear something that she does not think is attractive, I'm going to want her to tell me that. So the next time that I wear something attractive to her in order to try to woo her. All right, but if a girl only cares about what you're wearing, doesn't that make her shallow no because she knows what she likes yeah but looks no, wise gonna, i mean i, I mean no, like clothes wise no like no that's... but like so like it's like this like this is why i always say to people too like i think you kind of hit it on before you will never date someone fall in love with someone you're not a physical you're not physically attracted to yeah, but the point you just made was about clothes. I mean, no, but my opinion is if I, like there are certain things that like when girls wear, I'm like, damn, I like that look. But yeah. I've never been, I've never been like, damn, I really don't like that look. Like I that that doesn't really ever happen to me because at that point I'm like, you know what? Maybe not my first choice, but I'm gonna look past that because I'm, you know, it's like if, I, this is a specific example. It's only clothes, but like that's never a deal breaker for me. But there's like a style, like I, like clothes are like different. I'm not talking like like if like like if a girl says I have to wear a fucking like American Eagle, like I'm not gonna go out and buy American Eagle. But I'm saying like like I wouldn't date a chick that wears like like fucking like gothic like gothic style. I don't find that attractive. Some people do, and that's fine. But like all I, black, like the all black and like. Like, like the, I, like, I Fine, more for me then. More for me, because I dig that look. No, like, all black, in, as in, like, the fucking, uh, fucking what, like, um, you ever see Dodgeball? Yeah. You know when they call, like, the, the one team gets, like, their uniforms mixed up, where they're all, like, in chains? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. That, like, that style. That's not gothic, but, I like, what's the word for that? Like, dominate, like, like. Well, that's, that, like, in a, that's an extreme, like. That's an extreme case. But, uh, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I would not, like, there's a certain, like, I would, like, find a girl wearing, like, shorts and t-shirt attractive as shit. Like, other people would be like, okay, I want my girl to wear fucking, like, the preppy, like, style and shit. Like, that's fine or whatever. But I can say I'm not into that. That's not attractive. Yeah, that's fine. Again, as long as, like, again, in my opinion, it's just like, if that's the case, just, like, just don't care, you know? 
but but it's the fact that like if if you say someone is unattractive or they do something unattractive, like fucking Lizzo, like like saying like with the whole thong thing, like I should be able to say if you're able if you're able to say she looks beautiful, I can say I I don't think that's beautiful at all. I think that's really unattractive. I don't know. At that point, like, what difference does it make whether you say that or not? The fact that I can share my opinion just as much as you can share. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that, but... But if you say that, people will fucking bombard you and be like, he's beautiful and all that. Like, no, she's not. Not to me. That's... And people become too acceptable. Quick update: Socks yeah. were up to socks were up to nothing. They are, they just gave up back to back triples, or no, a double and then a triple, and so they they pulled our starter from the game. We are now down. We are now winning two to one. But Royals have a man on third with no outs. Oh Jesus! In the it- bottom of the was it the bottom of the seventh? I think it was the bottom of the seventh. Fuck! So they're at, they're playing at the Royals. Yeah. Um, speaking of games, um, you know how we're going to Vegas? Yeah. Um, the the Knights play in Vegas over that weekend. Yeah, no. Sunday. That would be like the only day I'd consider going. So I I'm I'm just throwing it out there that depending on how much tickets are and, like, what time. Because, like, football is on during the day. You know that, right? I would have never guessed football would be on during a Sunday. Yeah. So, like, the Eagles would be playing, like, depending on what time and everything. I'm, I'm going to be strongly considering going. Just throwing that out there. Like, the overwhelming odds, like – they're go- it's probably going to be a 10 a.m. game for the birds, right? Like, it's either going to be that or prime time. No, it's 10, it's 10 a.m. But yeah, that's good. But, but that's the best part, though, because I'm hoping, my hope is, the, I didn't, like, because the times aren't out yet, my hope is that game for the Knights, because they're facing the Flames, too, so it's not like they have, they have to play earlier in the day for an East Coast team. Um, uh, my hope is that they play a night game. So we'll watch football like 10 a.m. and then 1 p.m. And then at 7 p.m. like local time, the Knights would play or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I'm going to be like getting aren't, up. Aren't the, Ra- aren't the Raiders home that, that Sunday too? Yes. Damn. Yeah, they are. So. That's another thing that. Who do they play? The Redskins, okay. or the football team, whatever they're called now. Yeah. Probably, I'm trying. To, I was thinking like, what are the odds that gets like a prime time slot? But that'll pro- that'll get one of those like, uh, four fifteen, four twenty five games for on the East Coast. Yeah, well, it's hard. It, it, those that time is already announced, and yes, it is a four twenty. It's a four oh five game. Okay. So, so that means it's a 105 game there. Yeah. 
and the tickets for that game are ridiculous. Like this, because it's the first year the fans can go in there. Ticket prices for the for those games are ridiculous. Yeah, that looks like such a cool stadium, though. It so like I was thinking if we win big, if I win big, I might consider going to like the Raiders game, but like that uh, probably not. Pretty big, huh? You have to what are the tickets right now? Like a couple hundred bucks at the cheapest. For yeah, I think it's like three hundred without fees. Let me look right now. I'm always on SubHub because, like, I fucking love like thinking about going to games and shit. I have tickets to the. Uh, speaking of game, oh, let's go, bummer. Um, Sox Yankees two weeks from Sunday. Nice. I got. Um, I have tickets the two Wednesdays from now. Two weeks from now, the 11th of August for Phil's. Yeah, that, so tickets right now are $300 for that, for that game. Without these. I might be able to pass Royals next week, too. That's cool. I, 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 I still haven't gone to a game like by myself and just walked down for a night. One time I did it. Except the people I was sitting around were so annoying. Were they? In front of me, kept standing on the, the bleacher, and I was just like, sit down, sit down. Just, you're in my way. Yeah. Fuck, dude. You sit in the bleachers on a Friday night. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm trying to figure out, I think I might go, like, there's, there's a couple of games like in like late August and like in the uh, at the end of September that I might try to go to, but I'm definitely trying to go yeah. to one, like just like just by myself and just walk down type of thing. Is it the? Uh... It's got to be really hard to get playoff tickets, right, for baseball. Not, not what do you mean, like? No, just go on SubHub. Yeah, I know, but like, how expensive? Like, like for the like, if I were to go to like the ALDS, you know, Sox play, I don't know, the Red Sox. Who who knows? What am I paying for that? Probably like a hundred bucks or so. That's it. I mean, depends on the market. Like, it like. So I think like again, like it fluctuates. Like this past year, the the uh, Stanley Cup, it was yeah. like, a, like, a, like, you know, take that many finals. Like, it was before like everything happened. Um, like the first four games, the Bucks tickets were like three hundred dollars more, almost double the amount of Suns tickets. Oh, huh. so like it depends on the market, but like at a, a like a a DS game, you're looking at like probably a hundred bucks. Dang, I'm I like if it actually is, I'd love to go to a. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself and assuming the White Sox are going to make the playoffs. But if they do, fuck, I'd go for a hundred bucks. Yeah, see, see him in the playoffs. I I've yet to be go to a Phillies playoff and Eagles playoff game. Ooh, there we go. Sox got – they brought in a reliever. Back-to-back strikeouts. Guy's still on third. Still Ooh. up two to one. 
Look at you. Aaron Bummer. Although that last one was a drop third strike, and I was like, uh-oh. But, but our catcher I- got to it in time and threw him out, and the guy didn't advance. Nice, dude. Intense. It's a huge inning. Can't can't lose to the Royals. They're bad. Yeah, they're bad, but they've also been playing us tough. They beat us on Monday. Yesterday, we only won because the guy Eloy Jimenez, who was out for the whole season up until this series, who's just a stud, gets down. They, first of all, they intentionally – the man on third were down by a run. They intentionally walk Jose Abreu. So it's first and third, two outs in the bottom of the eighth. And Eloy Jimenez walks up, gets a hanging slider, and hits it like 460 feet to like left center field in the, bottom, in the top of the eighth. We end up winning five to three. It was glorious. I'm so happy you're a baseball fan now. It's been – I think we talk, again, I think we talked about it. Like, it is such a frustrating sport to watch, but when you win, it's, it's, it feels great. And there's 162 games. Yep. Here we go, bummer. Ground ball, shortstop, Tim Anderson gets us out. Let's go. You got it, man. Got him. Preserve the lead, the one-run lead. Six outs away, which means we go. We might give bummer another, another inning and then – Going back to the whole thing we talked about closers earlier, maybe the most insane closer in baseball, Liam Hendricks. You would love Liam. I don't know if you've ever seen him play or anything, but you would love Liam Hendricks. He's a psychopath. I, I love my, my, me some psychopaths. You know that. Yeah, he's like – just watch highlights of Liam Hendricks celebrating. It's, you're, you'll love it. And he's a madman. I I love psycho cases. Anyone that is psycho, sign me up. He's again. I don't really know enough about closers to say if this is the case for all. But he's one of those guys who just like struts up. You know, he gets on the mound. He's fired up. He's ready to go, and he just starts gassing hundred mile an hour fastballs at you. And he's gonna throw them effectively. That's all he's gonna throw. Every so often, he'll try and bury a slider to catch you off guard. But like he's just gonna be gassing fastballs by it assuming that he's better than you are. I love that. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to watch. My stuff is better than your stuff. Try to yep. fucking touch it. Yep. That's, that's his mindset. That is I 100% that. his mindset. I fucking love that, dude. My shit you is would. better than your shit. Yeah. Fuck off. You got to love pitchers like that. That just don't but I feel like that's, I feel like that's got to be the mentality of your closer. Again, yeah, again. They don't – they're, they're update. It's like a general rush. They say that, like, closers, they're fucking, like, heartbeats. 
like, are fucking insane because they're just so juiced up. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they have one job, and that is to literally get three outs and win the game. There's no wiggle room. There's very yeah. little margin for error. And in order to embrace that, you have to, you have to be kind of a psychopath. I fucking love that. Oh, dude. Fucking dudes that just lose their mind. Yep. Holy shit. Fuck. What? I I just I was just thinking about like all like the psychopaths that like just fucking blood dripping down their face. Like Paul Puzlesny, linebacker for Penn State. Just the fucking yeah. like I'm gonna fucking like I I think linebackers are the most psychotic people. Cause they just run through really? walls. Like in terms of sports, like basketball, there's not really head cases. Like there's no. head cases, but there's not like you, you don't have to like go, like challenge anyone. Like, but like linebackers, like you you those are like the, the psychotics on your team. Like the people yeah. that, that you look in the weight room, you're like, what the fuck is this kid on? Like that's that's either your linebackers or your fucking like left tackles. The bully. I don't know. No. Like, like you see the replacements. Oh, it's been a while, but yeah. But, but I, I, I forget his name. I think it's like Danny Bateman. The the linebacker that just fucking bleeds all over the place and he's just screwing all over the place. Oh yeah. Like that's like fucking. Did you, did you ever watch Blue Mountain State? I, I watch, like, I try to watch it, but after 10 minutes, I had to turn off. I feel like you would have liked it, but yeah, Bad Castle is exactly that. Yeah, see, like, you gotta love that. Or fullbacks. Their whole job, 90%, 95% of their job is just to run and fucking hit people. Like, they rarely okay. score, but they're on the team just to fucking blow people up on, like, the one yard line. Yep. I fucking love that shit. Do the dirty work. That's what I like. You would have made a good goal. If you ever played soccer, you would have been a goalie. Would I? Why? Because goalies are the insane people in soccer. How? I, I don't know. You just have to kind of be in that frame of mind. I think that a good a good representation is England's goalie, who his name I'm forgetting right now, but he's just like a nutcase. I mean, you have to be a nutcase to play men's soccer. Well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> um, but that's kind of like closers, though. Like you're. You're the one guy that is like, like you go like in a. Sh- they should get rid of shootouts, by the way. I hate that shit. Um, it should be like hockey, sudden death. Yeah, but sometimes in soccer, it can take a really long time to score a goal. That that's completely fine. I think shootouts are a pussy way to end the game. I think that they're super intense and fun to watch. 
Uh, they're boring me. Well, that's because you don't like soccer. I, I, wrong. I hate soccer. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate men's soccer. Sorry. Correction. I hate men's soccer. Love women's soccer. Love me some women's soccer. Hate men's soccer. So then what does that mean about, let's say, soccer as a sport? Let's say genders didn't exist. Do you like soccer or do you not like soccer? Genders do exist. And but what if they didn't? They do, though. Um, I would not like soccer. What if we moved? What if we discovered a planet where genders didn't exist and they, they played do, soccer? But No, on this planet, they don't. Okay. And soccer existed. Do you like it or do you not like it? Am I watching it or playing it? You both. Playing it, I could probably. Uh, I like it. Uh, I'd probably throw some elbows, but um, watching it, no. Okay. So you dislike men's soccer more than you like women's soccer. Yes, hundred okay. percent. Okay. I like it's. It's like I I hate losing more than I like to win. I hate men's soccer more than I like women's soccer. All right. You you know me too. I run on hate. I know. I'm I'm fueled by hate. Well aware. I get I get more excited. I this is kind of fucked up to say. I get more excited when Dallas Cowboys lose. Than when the Eagles win. Yeah, that's bad. You should root for your team to win more than another team to lose. And I get it. Like, there have been times when I love watching teams lose. I, it happens all the time. But I will never love watching a team lose more than I love watching Penn State win. There's just something about it, though. Like, the jolliness of, like, hey, these fuckers that talk so much shit or these fuckers that think they're hot shit or whatever the case might be, just fucking blue dick and lost this game. Well. Uh, dude, I cannot wait for football season. My weekends, like, are now officially just all football. They- Semi-all football last, like, two years. But this year, it- Friday night, Whitehall game. Saturday, there's a Sunday Eagles game. There's there's three weekend I think three weekends too. I forget. I, there's there's one for sure. I think there's another one. There's one the the Indiana game Friday night. I have a game at Whitehall. Saturday is Penn State Indiana. Sunday is Eagles Chiefs. Yeah. How great is that? Wait, you're going to all of them, or just yes? Just... No, I'm going to all these. Ooh. For you, I, that's a good weekend. I fucking love the game of football. It is the only game. I mean, slightly different now. It is the only game where you don't get in trouble for hitting someone. It is glorious. You just run up and fuck someone up. I love it. I know it, you do. It, it. I. It gets me going, man. Like, I know. I fucking ah. Oh. Like, there's nothing better than the, the sound of shoulder pads colliding together. Name one other one, one other sound in sports outside of fans that the sound is like 
arousing. Like what other sports, like the crack of a baseball bat or the uh... See? That's what I'm saying. you can't. So football is head and shoulders the best game out there. Because it has a sound, huh? Because it has a sound. Could this? It's everything. The sights, the sounds, like seeing like a hit over the middle. Or this—it's the sound of hit over over the middle, the the sight of people going one on one, like down the sideline. You know, a uh, a fucking hail mary. You know, just the helmets, the the shoulder pads. The, I if anyone walks, it it rarely happens nowadays. But I used to fucking love when a dude would walk onto the field with fucking um, a neck roll. I fucking love that shit. Like, loving that, huh? I can see loving that. Like, just fucking, like everything about it. Like, like the it more so, like in, like in, in basketball, you could depend on one person to like win it. Um, in baseball, you know, it could be one or two. Like, but like football and like and hockey to a point, you you're coming together. Just eleven dudes on the fucking field together. It could body or anything. Soccer. No. False. Not false. Soccer sucks. But football. Football is the best sport. Absolute best sport. Nothing will ever top football. Football owns a day of the week for six months. That's how great it is. to do with the fact that football is a function or is a sport that you can only play once a week just due to the toll it takes on your body. Huh? Like any reason football is every Saturday and Sunday is, it, is because it's a game you can only play once a week. Like you can't play football at the same pace you can play baseball or basketball or hockey for that matter. True. But that's the best part of it. You know, you it's such a tolling sport. I mean, how is football so appealing is that the stakes are so much higher for any one individual game because it's just you play less games. And so every game is put under a microscope much more than, you know, this Sox-Royals game right now that I'm watching will be forgotten next week, right? But – the Ohio State in 2016 is a game that will never be forgotten, despite the fact that it was just one game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I could probably, I could tell you whether or not we won a football game. Like, I, if you pulled up Penn State's schedule since 2012, since we were freshmen, every season between then and now, I'd probably able, probably be able to tell you whether we won or lost every game on that schedule pretty easily. I'd say too. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way. But other teams that I follow closely, like the, the, um, who else do I follow pretty closely? Like the Blackhawks? I couldn't tell you. The White Sox couldn't tell you. 
I could tell I could do that for the Eagles and probably tell you like the score too for the Eagles. Not do it for the Bears. I don't think I could tell you the score for for Penn State, but I could definitely tell you wins or losses for Penn State. But I bet I could do I could for sure tell you wins and losses for the Eagles, and I bet I could tell you a very, very close score as well. You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I get, you're mumbling. Yeah. Still can't hear you. I'm not saying anything. Oh, there you are. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, I right. I can hear you now though, like okay. better. You're not on board. Yeah. Did, I, I, did I ever tell you the story about when I signed up for football with my mom? No. So, I we, – we go to, the, to this place to sign up. It's going to be my first year to sign up. How old are you? Uh, I would have been first grade, so what is that, six? So, is this like flag or what? Yeah. Like what's the so, – So, it's flag, right? Well, I didn't know about this. So I'm all hyped up because I've been wanting to play football. Like, And my mom will tell you this story, too. I'm not just making this shit up. Okay? I believe you. We go, we go in, we sign up, and the coach or the guy who was passing it out um, hands me the flag, the flag belt, right? And I go, Mom, like, what, what is this? And she goes, Connor, that's your flags in this league since you're too young or whatever, um, you that's how you tackle. You don't, like, tackle someone. You have to pull the flags, and that's how someone, uh, you know, is stopped. And she tells the story much better than I do. But then I guess after she said that, within two feet of the coach or the guy that was running the football program or whatever, I go to my mom why didn't you just sign me up for ballerina then? <laughs> At age six? Ask my mom. She'll tell you that story. Now, you were a psychopath from the earliest days of your life. Like, apparently. But, yeah. I, or I, Why didn't you sign me up for dance uh, lessons instead? <laughs> I said that to her, and then... I guess the coach heard it, heard this because I was standing like right there, and he's yeah. like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, for good reason. But yeah, that, I think that's a I, I I think that's a great Connor Board story. That is a, actually a pretty good story, one that I had not heard. No, I'll, I'll next time you're around my mom, I'm gonna have her. Oh, she's coming up for Auburn game. Oh, perfect! There you so go. I'll have her. I'll have. I'm gonna be like, Mom, tell Nick the the my football story, and she'll tell you. Right. She tells it a lot better, by the way. Yeah. All right, three up, three down in the eighth. Oh. So you going? You you going bottom eight? No, we're no. That was a we. The eighth just ended. We just Ooh. got three up, three down. So now we go like, to the. That was a quick inning. 
Yeah, we were three up three. We had three up, three down, both sides. It was quick. Nice. The White Sox don't know the meaning of the word insurance run. Neither do the Phillies. If we have the lead after the seventh, we're no, we're not even going to get a base runner before the game ends. Uh. Dude, uh, the Phillies have a doubleheader tomorrow now. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. So, oh, God. I, I was going to say, I, t- tomorrow I have a field day for, like, the summer program I'm doing, and I'm going to play dodgeball for an hour sh- – for three hours straight. How old are they? So I, I have three different, cl- like, sessions. One's going to be a kindergarten through second grade session. One's going to be a – third through fifth session, and then one's going to be a sixth through eighth session. And all of them are just playing dodgeball? Uh, I think I might have to do something different for, like, the kindergarten through second graders. Um, I'm still deciding what. I think I, – I, just to make it easy, I think we might actually play soccer. Um, but, um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, definitely the third through fifth and the sixth through eighth are definitely playing dodgeball. Yeah. There you go. I'm done. I had to, I had to call my my school for soon teaching to make sure I was okay for uh for Vegas then too. Wait, you did or you still have to? No, I did. And what they say? That I'm fine. That's good. So. Cool. I'm going to come back. In, how many pieces am I going to come back in from Vegas if I come back at all? I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, did, did you get official word about New York or anything yet? It's probably not going to happen. I feel like it would have already been set into motion if it were. So does that mean you're you're thinking about coming down Thursday night now or Friday or what? Well, it just depends on what everybody else is doing. So I'll just wait and see. If if so, my if you come to Philly, we can like hang out on Thursday, Friday. Like I still have to go to the Whitehall game, but then Friday night I would drive up. Like after like the Whitehall game, like immediately after the game, upload the stats, send it out to the media, and then I would drive up to State College. Yeah, but like, so, geez, what time would the Whitehall game? So you would leave Whitehall what like ten? Between nine thirty and ten. Damn, was that three hours to stay from there? Like two and a half, three. So you call it call it midnight. You roll into State between eleven and midnight. Yeah. Then up right and early for a full day of tailgating. Yeah, but it's better than – because I did – so two years ago, yeah, the Michigan game two years ago might have been Michigan. I think it was. I forget yeah. – it was, it was definitely – was it – so maybe it was. 
but it was definitely a Michigan game. But two years ago, um, I drove up at like 4 a.m. So like, what's Jeez. better? Wait, yeah. like getting up there at like one o'clock and sleep until like seven o'clock or waking up at 4 a.m. and then driving up. Yeah, that's fair. So, I uh, it's going to depend on it's cheaper to fly into Philly, but it's a lot easier to do Harrisburg. It's like a shorter drive and also an easier airport to navigate. So, with all of that in mind, I have to weigh my options. And I also, driving is not, it's not preferred, but it's not out of the question yet either. I got you. Oh, so, I, but damn, dude, that's like a month and a half. Bit. I mean, a little more, but less than two months. Seven now. weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to have to start making decisions. Well, make a man and then let me know. I will. It's a matter of when I make them. Now, the first three weekends of September are going to just be a lot for me to handle. Yeah. I'm going to have to take it easy in August. Get myself ready. I don't know what that means. I know. Can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Yep. All right, dude. I'm like yawning right now. All right, man. Well, um, I can't do this next Wednesday. That's for sure. That's, that's fine. I'm not, I actually might be going to the Sox game next Wednesday anyway, so that oh, works. works. All right, man. Well, I will talk to you next. Next time I talk to you will be um, will be in August, which means college football is starting. That's right. The countdown has officially begun. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. Stay safe, all right? Sounds good, man. I'll see you.